Hour number three, away we go. It is the Plank Show. Josh Elmer back with you. Plank is out the rest of the way as he is traveling. What a trooper. For him to even give us two hours after last night and the travel, pretty cool. Pretty cool, Plank. He uh, he toughed it out today to give us two hours. Hour number three brought to us by Mop and Roofing. They've got you covered. Oklahoma, locally owned and operated, fully insured, licensed, and bonded. Mop and Roofing, serving all of Oklahoma, has been in business for over 30, 35 years. 405 703 3843. Sliding in to the Buffalo Wild Wings studios, we've got Connor Pasby in the house. Connor, what's up, man? I saw you tweeting about a little hoops action last night. So were you uh were you front and center taking it in OKC, Los Angeles? I was, yeah. I was I was actually uh yeah, going back and forth between Lakers, Thunder, and OU Girls Baylor, man. What a what a win. Uh, Bronchek and them got in Waco. So yeah, I was going, I was going back and forth though. So what was your reaction to both? Let's start. LeBron James sets the record. What what did you make of the game stopping and just uh, the the moment, everything <laughs> that was? Yeah, I mean, I feel like they should have played the last ten seconds of the third quarter, Josh. I mean, but still, it's history. Uh, pretty cool to see that what LeBron did, but. I mean, even better to see that Thunder team <laughs> come out with a win uh, out of the circumstances that was happening uh, in L.A. This is a, It's a fun uh, Thunder group. They're very young, uh, very fun to watch. And then on the girls' side, man, the comeback win for being down six or seven in the fourth quarter, hit some big-time shots late, and to force overtime and get a win in Waco. That was, that was so big for uh, Bronchek and her team. Yeah, I didn't have any problem with uh, stopping the game and celebrating LeBron. I mean, you're talking about setting the all-time points mark in the NBA. So I actually thought all of it was pretty cool. Uh, fitting, though, that uh, it ended with <laughs> a Lakers loss and yeah. an Oklahoma City win. So you got to love that portion of it. But uh, I-, I thought it was I thought it was a a neat little production that they put together. And generally sp- generally speaking, probably don't stop a game, but. You know, a moment where you become the NBA's all-time scoring leader, to me, makes sense. I did, uh, I did love some of the pictures that were getting floated around from last night of uh, folks taking in the moment, and literally it's everybody just holding their cell phones <laughs> up to catch video <laughs> and then of Phil it. Knight, Phil Knight's the only one without uh, the cell phone on the, on the uh, court side just taking it all in. That's all the only cool. guy. And, yeah, and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar just looked like he looked pissed the whole time. He should be. It's, <laughs> yeah. It stinks, right? At least he's being honest about not being thrilled to give up the record. Yeah, so. right. Anyways, history was made last night. The The Oklahoma women, what a win, man, uh, to become the first team, first Big 12 team to win back-to-back games in Waco since 2009 and 2010. Just not a lot of people doing that. And listening to Toby and Plank this morning, I guess, uh, you know, whether it's on Oklahoma's end with Jeannie Baranchek or on Baylor's end, probably seems like it's more on Baylor's end. I kind of dig that maybe there's no love lost between the two head coaches. I think that makes this kind of fun going forward, at least for the immediate future here in the uh, the Big 12 Conference. I mean, we'll see if we're We'll see if we're doing this song and dance for two more years. Maybe it's just one more academic and athletic calendar year, or maybe it is two. We'll see. But uh, 
the fact that maybe these two teams don't like each other a whole bunch, yeah, I think it's pretty uh, pretty fun to watch. Oklahoma, though, man, they trail the whole game until Taylor Robertson hits the three, takes it into overtime, and they take their first lead. And, oh, by the way, Connor, it's the – I've been saying this all morning, but if you're just joining us, it really is remarkable. That's the 11th double-figure – rally and win for Oklahoma in the last two seasons it's crazy they, they get down early and they don't they don't panic and they get back in the ball game they'll, they'll miss some shots early in the game but man late in the game they're just clicking on all cylinders and it's really it's really fun to watch uh, this team grow now they're just a half game back of first place in the big 12th and with that win in Waco man they probably keep a two or three seed in the tournament right now that's important for them uh, to get that by tournament time. Robertson hits the big shot to send it into overtime, and then Ana Yanusa took over from there. Uh, both Yanusa and Van finishing with 20 for Oklahoma and then three others in double figures as well. Uh, Robertson mentioned she had 14, Tot with 13, Scott with 11. And the importance of this win, all of a sudden, Oklahoma 19-4, and four, Nine and three in the Big Twelve Conference. You've uh, got a return game versus the Texas Longhorns in Norman. So you're you're one game off the Big Twelve lead to Texas. And oh, by the way, you get those guys at home. So the Sooners, Connor, they're a legit factor to, to win this Big Twelve regular season crown. Yeah, you feel you feel good the rest of the way until Texas at home. But you'll feel good at home in Lloyd Noble Center going up against. Uh, Texas to get some revenge of what happened in Austin. But, man, yeah, you love the rest of the schedule, the way it plays out. You got much of your tough games uh, out of the way so far. And let's see, what does the path ahead look like for Oklahoma? So after the big overtime win last night, if you if you missed it, and I guess I could do a good job of this of explaining that the final score was 98-92, to Connor. It did go to overtime. Oklahoma did find a way to win down in Waco. So the path ahead, it is Sunday, 1 o'clock. This is an ESPNU game versus Kansas State. So Sunday at 1, ESPNU where fans can tune in. Then the uh, the pink game inside the LNC versus Texas Tech. That will be Wednesday night coming up, 6 o'clock. And then to close, at KU versus Texas versus K-State and at Oklahoma State. So, I mean, looking at the schedule ahead, get through, get through Sunday at Kansas State. And I sort of look at this thing and say, Win versus Kansas State, win versus Texas Tech, win versus KU, K-State, Oklahoma State, you know, Bedlam just being in Stillwater, okay, that could maybe be challenging because of the rivalry factor, but I'm seeing kind of one game that's uh, a really challenging one inside the LNC versus Texas. Yeah, I mean, other than that, I mean, Tech Tech and Kansas are kind of a sneaky team. Then you end with uh, Oklahoma State and Stillwater, a much, much better squad that Oklahoma State has uh, this year. But, yes, I, I love this path that they have to finish off the regular season. Yeah, they got a good chance. They got a good chance to tie or win the Big 12 regular season women's basketball crown outright. I wonder what that would do for their seeding situation. We got a text that says, yes, OU women's basketball doesn't panic or give up, unlike the men's team. 
I, he, somebody <laughs> texted earlier too, Connor. They said, hopefully the uh, you know the men's basketball team was in attendance last night. They were. They were. By the way, they were. They were in attendance. Because we're, we're yeah, because we're staying in Waco tonight with OU guys versus Baylor, which which should be which should be very interesting. Yeah, the uh, I mean the first game between the two was awesome. Uh, I mean not an awesome finish if you're an Oklahoma fan as Baylor won that game 62 to 60. But the the first addition was uh, a terrific game between the two. But anyways, the the men were there watching the women's game last night, and somebody texted in and said, hopefully I, it might have been that texter. That said, hopefully the the men were watching the women and figured out, hey, don't panic and uh, don't give up. You know, yeah, take we, some we lessons know, yeah, from the game we, last we know, night. We know we know what happens when the OU guys get down early. It it doesn't it usually doesn't end pretty. Well, shifting our focus to men's basketball tonight, eight o'clock down in Waco, uh, ESPNU on the TV side. Obviously, uh, Toby Rowland with the uh, radio call alongside Kevin Henry. What do you what do you think of tonight? Going to be, I mean, no brainer, no duh. It's going to be really challenging. This this closing stretch is just brutal for Oklahoma. Seven of the eight games against ranked competition, which means that believe it or not, believe it or not, at twelve and eleven and at stinky bad two and eight in the Big Twelve Conference, you know, if you're five hundred the rest of the way. All of a sudden, an NCAA tournament at large bid, even at sixteen and fifteen, you got a chance, <laughs> Connor. If they're f- if they bat five hundred these final eight, I think they'd be in. Yeah, I, I think I mean, they'd that, be they, in. I think they would have to win a game in the Big Twelve tournament, maybe too. We could have the same situation that we had uh, last year with this team. I'm sure people have heard this uh, before, but the next four games uh, tonight at number fourteen Baylor. Then you got number nine Kansas at home, number twelve K State at home, and then you go to number five Texas. So I think Josh, I think you have to win two of those uh, next four games if you want to feel better about yourselves of making the big dance. Yeah, it's it's but gonna it's, be... it's going to be tough tonight though. This Baylor team, I mean, you got you got to block them out. You can't allow second chance opportunities, which that's what killed them uh, in Norman in the first meeting. So many offensive rebounds by Baylor. So you cannot do that tonight. Let's take a look at the box score that was versus Baylor in round one. I'm going to be most curious to just see how things start out for Oklahoma tonight. The heart has gotten ripped out of the chest a little bit here, maybe, with what happened versus Oklahoma State and Norman and then just totally debilitating what happened up in Morgantown versus West Virginia. Now, at each turn, Connor, I would say last season and this, where you kind of felt like maybe the Oklahoma men's team was about to punt on the rest of the season, they didn't really do that, right? Made a, you know, got the got the win in the Big Twelve tournament last year, and then nearly won the what the second game. So there there were plenty of moments where you thought, okay, this this thing's about to cave in on itself, and the team didn't quit. So I'll, I'll be curious just to watch. That portion of it tonight, you know, mentally, where where is Oklahoma at in that regard? Thirty nine to thirty, by the way, on the glass. The last time these two teams played, how many offensive rebounds? Seventeen to 17. nine. Okay, seventeen. Yeah, can't allow seventeen. But yeah, going back, I mean, to the team last year. I mean, they played 
I mean, there's no lie. I mean, they played horrible midway through the Big 12 play, and they started heating up at the end. And as they wait, as they made their way to the Big 12 tournament, I mean, this team can do it. They just can't, they just can't lose uh, the locker room. They just need to stay positive and see if they can get a win tonight in Waco, which uh, will be hard. But we've seen some crazy things happen in the Big 12 play. Yeah, they had that stretch last year to, I, I guess, really to start Big 12 play where they lost 11 of 13. And unfortunately, I'm a little bit concerned that you're going through that stretch right now. With uh, Well, that's what the committee brought up last year numerous of times, that OU, at one point, they've lost 11 of the last 13. So it's kind of, I mean, it's kind of hard to put a team like that uh, in the tournament. Oklahoma's lost 5 of 7 right now with, again, some – Challenging games, shall we say, beginning tonight versus Baylor. Realistically, what needs to happen for them to win this game? The glass, got to be better, right? Offensive boards, can't give up, uh, you know, basically twice as many offensive rebounds as you go get. So start there, right? Got to be better on the glass versus Baylor. But beyond that, what needs to change for them in your mind? They they have to hit some shots from deep. I think it's going to be hard to score uh, down low against this Baylor team. I mean, Flo Thamba is a really a rim protector for this Baylor uh, for this Baylor Bears teams. So you, get, I mean, you got to hit from deep. You can't allow Flagler or Cryer to get hot. I mean, if they start hitting threes early in the ball game, then I mean, I think you feel you know feel good about yourselves uh, early in the game. So keep them off the glass, and they simply just got to hit some shots from the outside. Whether that's C.J. Nolan, they really need to get Sherfield uh, going from three. So we'll see how it plays out. Hour number three, it is the Plank Show rolling along. Caleb Schaefer saw where uh, he's getting some some praise from On3. We'll pass that along to you next. Some other football news and notes out there. Uh, Super Bowl, does anybody care to talk Super Bowl 57? It's sneaking up on us. We can, uh, we can discuss that as well. Who's everybody pulling for? Are folks pretty on board with rooting for Jalen Hurts? I would imagine most folks around here are. Right, I feel like every non-Chiefs fan is probably on the Eagles side. Right, I mean, I mean it makes sense. Even though they're favored in the game, I mean, would you say, in sort of the public's mind, Philly's still kind of an underdog? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, I saw the Kelsey for the Eagles wore an underdog shirt showing up. Oh, really? Off the plane, yeah. Well, then, remember, it, that was their big thing when they won the Super Bowl the last time is the, the underdogs deal, right? Then, yeah, then everybody in the comments were like, Dude, you're favored by one and a half. <laughs> you're, you're Come favored. on now. Yeah. But, yeah, I, th- I, I still think it's an underdog story, but we'll see. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I think in the public's perception, I do think they're regarded as underdogs a little bit going into this game, even though they're not, right? Even though they're not, according to uh, the odds makers that be. So we can talk about all of that and more. LeBron James, do you care? Are you over it? Were you ticked off last night that they stopped the game? Do you get why they stopped the game? Uh, we can talk about all of that right here. Hour number three brought to us by Mop and Roofing. Appreciate Mop and Roofing. They've got you covered. Oklahoma, locally owned and operated, fully insured, licensed, bonded Mop and Roofing, serving all of Oklahoma, has been in business for over 35 years. 405-703-3843. Caleb Schaefer, is he an impact transfer? Next right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. Back with you, Homa Sooner fans. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Josh Elmer alongside Connor Pasby. Plank is making his way out to La La Land, baby. Safe travels, Plank, if you're still listening. 
Sorry about last night, dude. I appreciate you doing two hours of the show today. You didn't have to. Uh, I know that probably you would have gone insane, though, if you didn't. But uh, I hope you make it out there safely, swiftly, and you get all rested up for softball season to get underway tomorrow. Can you believe that? I know. It's crazy. Finally here. Wild. Yeah, they're going to be fun to watch, dude. I'm, I'm so ready for uh, to see them. The Mark Campbell Collegiate Invitational from down in Irvine, Cali at Bill Barber Park. For those that uh, will be asking, yes, you can watch the top-ranked top Sooners. Yes, you'll need the Flow Softball subscription. And let's see, is it $29.95 a month? Let's see. Well, I can do I could do some investigative journalism in this next break. I It's a lot, I think. Yeah, it's no it's, easy it's no cheap ticket. Too challenging for me to do that while we're on the air. But uh it should be fun. Should be fun. It's a good little group of teams that Oklahoma gets to play in this event. I mean, they're not playing the elite of the elite at this Mark Campbell invitational, but open with 16th ranked Duke. That will be uh, our time. Tomorrow night at 6 o'clock, Liberty uh, afterwards at 9 o'clock Central Time, and then Friday you've got 17th-ranked Stanford, 9.30 first pitch. Washington, this is probably the game that people are looking forward to the most, Connor. That's 14th-ranked Washington Saturday at 9, and then uh, to close things up, San Jose State at 2 o'clock on Sunday. Three, Yeah, three top 25 teams right out of the gate. Outside of Liberty, but still. What are the big storylines with this team for you? Three, Pete, yes. Anything else in particular stand out about Oklahoma going into this year? Well, I mean, they're just so deep, and they just added a handful of more transfers that can make an immediate impact uh, right away. So they just keep regrouping. They lost a few from last year. Obviously, Jocelyn Allo, but they'll be able to fill, uh, fill that in with some new talent. Yeah, they're gonna be. They're just gonna be hard. They're gonna be hard to pitch for sure throughout that whole lineup from one to nine. No way they go unbeaten, right? No, I mean, is it <laughs> silly to even have that conversation? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, they've started out each of the last two years with you know long winning streaks. I guess you could say it's possible, but I mean, I think they'll. I mean, they'll, I think and people drop. hate that, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> people don't want it. It's shut up. Don't talk about them going un, unbeaten. I think they'll drop a game or two, but it'll it'll, it'll be interesting to see who. Uh, who knocks off OU in a, when we get to Big 12 play later on. So let's let's temper our expectations then a little bit from can they go unbeaten. Even though, you know, barring a surprise early in the schedule, Connor, I do believe that we're going to get a little ways probably into Big 12 play or into the month of March or wherever, and we're talking about, Hey, this team's still unbeaten, right? So, but barring all of that, right, or tempering expectations, barring the the upset, tempering expectations, we're going to be having the conversation again. Is this the greatest softball team of all time, right? Do you think? Yeah, I think. Yeah, it's it's possible. Their rotation is just going to be filthy. Yeah, you got Starocco in there, which she'll be. They had that list. She'll be the number three. It'll go Jordy, Nicole, May, and then Starocco. That's scary. That's scary to have. <laughs> Jordy, May, Starocco, and Kirsten Deal will be a factor yeah, for yeah. Oklahoma. Okay, yeah. 
So just to pay off the tease, Benny, I see you on the phone lines. Hang tight. We'll get to you in just a moment. To pay off the tease, Oklahoma's Caleb Schaefer was listed by On3 as one of the underrated transfer portal ads. So you might recall Oklahoma football in the business of replacing both of its starting tackles in Anton Harrison and Wanye Morris to the NFL draft. Chris Murray as well. Gone, so gone from Oklahoma. The the Sooners, they're going to have new faces up front along that offensive line. One of those new faces just might be Miami of Ohio transfer Caleb Schaefer. Let's see. Here's what Mike Huguenin, if uh, Mike, I'm sorry out there if I just uh, butchered your name with peace <laughs> and love, Mike Huguenin of On3. Caleb Schaefer was a four-year starter at guard for the Red Hawks, earning a starting job early in his true freshman season and never losing it. Oklahoma has a vacancy at one guard spot with the departure of Chris Murray, and Schaefer should be considered the leading contender. OU also nabbed Walter Rouse out of the portal, and he figures to start at right right tackle. Though, you know, maybe there's some debate about whether or not he's actually going to be a right tackle versus uh, left tackle. I think he played left tackle, didn't he? And Guyton has been, you know, Guyton, the games that he's played, has been at right tackle. So I'd probably flip-flop that. But neither here nor there. Do you think Caleb Schaefer, underrated-type transfer portal ad for Oklahoma? Yeah, I think he's underrated. I mean, I think people are saying that because he came from, yes, I know, he came from Miami, Ohio. But he's still one of those uh, hidden gems, a former three-star recruit that's played uh, played a lot of football ever since his freshman year at uh, Miami. So, yeah, I agree. I think he's a... Underrated transfer ad for this OU team. He's got he's got crazy size, six five three three thirty three. Yeah, he's the part for sure. Yeah. For a guard, I mean that's yeah, uh, for, yeah for a guard that size. That's pretty. I mean, pretty nice. That's offensive tackle size. You know, you had you know six foot six, six seven, and you'd really uh, really have something if you can move a little bit on the. The outside there. Anybody else for you? Oh my gosh! Somebody sent us the uh, the Chinese spy balloon, and it says Texas is not back. <laughs> Texas sucks. I love it. Uh, tremendous. Anybody else of these transfer additions that you would toss into that category with Schaefer as most underrated for Oklahoma? Yeah, I don't know about underrated. I mean, the Wake Forest uh, edge rusher Rondell Bothroyd. Ron- yeah. I mean, I wouldn't. <laughs> I don't know if you could say he's underrated because I mean he's had quite the career at Wake Forest, all conference uh, honors. But I don't think he's getting talked about as much as what he can do uh, when he gets on campus. So to me, I mean, to me, I'll say he's a he's another underrated guy. Is uh, you tell me if this is crazy or not? Is Austin Stogner a little bit underrated coming in? I mean, he could. It's just it's just how you look at it because. He didn't do much at South Carolina, but we know what he's capable of doing, what he did at OU two years ago with uh, Spencer Rattler as his uh, quarterback. I know everybody's hoping to get that same Stogner that we had uh, in Norman, but it, it didn't really work out for him at South Carolina just that one year. Not many targets uh, coming his way. The final three games for Stogner at South Carolina, three grabs, seven yards. Just odd. I know. Final three games. And he had 20 receptions for 210 yards and uh, one score last season with South Carolina. 2020 with uh, Oklahoma was the the big one. 
averaged 16.2 per catch, 26 grabs, 422 yards, three scores. So, and let's see, Braden Willis was a little bit better than that this past season, but, you know, like 130 more, it wasn't a, a ton more. Let me have this for you in two seconds. Bear with me. Bear with me, Connor. 39 catches, 514 yards, seven touchdowns. Yeah, so that so. seven touchdown number is going to be hard to duplicate or top. But, I mean, I don't think it's crazy that Stogner can be right at that 40-catch plateau, 515 or so receiving yards. Yeah, I mean, you can say that. I mean, Willis started off hot and uh, didn't get as many targets uh, later in the year. But, yeah, I mean, I agree with that for Stogner. If you're just looking at uh, what we're seeing – uh, Stats-wise for him uh, next year. Just got to be healthy. Last two seasons combined for Stogner don't add up to the production that Braden Willis had for Oklahoma last season. So the 2021-2022 seasons combined at OU, at South Carolina for Stogner, the uh, the production isn't as much as what you got from Braden Willis last season. But I, I do think that he will be a – legitimate factor for Oklahoma offensively and one of their their top top weapons especially until the you know wide receiving core takes shape that I think sort of bodes well for him as well we've got a ton of your text messages on softball that we can still hit is Benny hanging tight yeah we still got Benny okay let's let's get Benny in here before we take our second break of our number three Benny good morning Josh, good morning. How are you doing on this rainy morning? I'm doing fantastic. Yeah, How are you, my friend? Oh, wouldn't do no good to complain. Always could be better, could be worse. Hey, I think one that might come in for OU that's going to help is the wide receiver out of Michigan. You know, I think Andrew Anthony is a solid surprise candidate. Mm-hmm. Just I because, again, so. the, the wide receivers, you've got you got some openings there, right? You, mm-hmm. you need some exactly. production there. Yeah, and I, I hear he's a speedster, too, and didn't didn't get the ball tossed to him too much in a year or so. Well, and like Stotner at South Carolina. You know, one thing we saw from Levy this past season, he loves a wide receiver end around mm-hmm. now. He likes a yeah. jet sweep where you, you bring a wide receiver in motion and either, you know, flip pass to him or just a straight give on a handoff. So that could be something to, to look yeah. out for for Andrew Anthony, too. A couple of more questions for you. Is uh, the softball on 939, is that morning or evening? That is, it's all going to be uh, in the evening. Evening, okay. Hopefully I can pick them up on that week 1560 station. <laughs> hey, and that that uh, soft, I mean, that basketball game last night, OU Baylor, that was incredible. I mean, Huge I listened win. to it and I thought when it was 75-63, it was already all over with. And lo and behold, here they come back and tie it up and take the lead, first lead in overtime and go on and win it. It just, I couldn't believe it. You know, I screwed up too, Benny, because <laughs> I listen watching. No, no, I, I uh, so I had Crosstown Clash wrestling wrestling last night. Finished oh, up, I'm got in the car, mm-hmm. came home, and was listening to Plank for the uh, the end of regulation and a portion of mm-hmm. overtime before I wanted to. You know, I was sitting in the driveway <laughs> listening to the end of the game. It's like okay, yeah. I got I want to I want to watch the end now. So I ran inside and watched the end. But I, I meant to tell Plank this morning that his call where they tied it was just awesome. Uh, I mean, he nailed it. It was great. So remind me tomorrow. If I fail to compliment Plank tomorrow, everybody please remind me to tell him good job. Uh, I agree with you. I mean, he uh, he brings a lot of, uh, how would you say, 
emotion. Uh, uh, he's got some juice. He's got some energy. Some energy. Yes. Yes. Enthusiasm. A lot of enthusiasm. I like to listen to him on those basketball games. He, I know Brinkley does more, but he, he's, he's good. But I think Plank's a little better with more enthusiastic, more exciting on it. The uh, softball schedule, Benny, before we get you out of here, I'll run it down okay. one, one more time for you. 6 o'clock tomorrow versus Duke. Duke, right. 9 o'clock versus Liberty. That's uh, both those Thursday. Friday, Mm -hmm. 9.30, Stanford. Saturday, 9 o'clock, Washington. And then Sunday, the getaway day, is actually an afternoon game. That'll be at 2 o'clock. But pretty much everything six and later. Yeah, they're going to play UCLA somewhere later on in a tournament, too. I don't know which the tournament is, but they're going to play them uh, somewhere in a tournament. It will be. Mary Nutter. Yes. Mary Nutter. Mary Nutter. That's going to be interesting. Uh, uh, UCLA is out there. There, they uh, were pretty upset about losing the uh, championship game. Well, beating OU and then getting whitewashed, and they're out there to see if they can't uh, take it away from them. Yeah, Are I don't think UCLA is they... particularly fond of Oklahoma, Benny. I don't, I don't think <laughs> so. And probably vice versa, true, right? Because yeah, UCLA yeah. put it I'd on uh, Oklahoma it. pretty good not too long ago. I think this team. You were saying Nicole May is going to be the second starter instead of Scirocco. Yeah, we'll see about that's, that. Uh, that's what that's what it's listed. Uh, Starocco two, and then, mm-hmm. or excuse me, May two, and then Starocco three. Well, and right. and Patty Gasso was saying that, you know, in her introductory opening of the season mm-hmm. meeting with the media, that she thinks this is about to be Nicole May's best season. Which, yeah, yeah. you know, that would make sense just to, you know I from like a timeline to, standpoint. I like to see May out at a bullpen. She was excellent out at a pen. They've got sure. options. They've got options, man. Yeah, they, they've got deal. four fantastic mm-hmm. uh, pitchers, and I can't wait to yeah. see. Let's deal, either. baby. Let's deal. Yeah, I'm ready. I mean, they're loaded. I, I'm still wondering who's going to be the left fielder and the DB, DP, probably Haley Lee, or, or I'm not sure. Beautiful who the thing. Left fielder is. Beautiful thing, Biddy. We're going to find out. We're going to find out bet. tomorrow, my I friend. I'll, I'll tune in tomorrow, and we'll find out, my friends. Hey, brothers, thanks. Okay, yeah. pr- appreciate the call. You All guys right. can chime in as well. Riverwind Casino Jackpot Line is yours. Taking a timeout, we're winding down the Plank Show, hour number three. Back with you in just a moment, Josh and Connor, after this. Back with you, Plank Show, hour number three, presented by Mop and Roofing. They've got you covered, Oklahoma, locally owned and operated, fully insured, licensed, and bonded. Mop and Roofing. Serving all of Oklahoma, they've been in business for over 35 years, 405-703-3843. The uh, text line is a blowing up out there. Appreciate you on the text line. Some folks uh, are saying, FYI, we pay about 150 per year for Flow Sports. I do not think you can subscribe on a monthly basis. I'm pretty sure you can. Yeah, I don't know. 150 a year? Grief, man. I uh, I want to say several people uh, have had monthly subscriptions and then uh, will cancel it after after one month. But uh, who knows? Maybe maybe you're right on the money. Okay, so we've got a couple of folks hanging on the phone lines. I won't keep you waiting since we're running out of time on the program in general, and we got two of you hanging on. So first in, first up, Bill. What's going on? Good morning. Welcome to the show. What do you think the chances are the Sooners can get all four of the down defensive linemen that they're recruiting? 
recruiting right now. So David Stone, Winery, uh, Zadavian Sims, <clears throat> and who am I missing? Who's the other defensive lineman? Oh, uh, he, he played it there with Sims, but I can't think of it. Smith, Nigel Smith. I'd be very surprised if they land all of them. But, uh, you know, I think if you get three of four, you're feeling great. And if two of those four are David Stone and Winery, then you're talking about potentially foundation-shifting stars, right? Nigel Smith. Thank you, Gunny. So, I mean, I think they got a good chance to to land all of them. But uh, with just Stone – you know, reading the tea leaves, maybe I'm buying a little bit too much into the recruit having fun with the recruiting process. But, man, you're out there quote tweeting the uh, the tweet that you sent out from mid-December, throwing the horns down and calling it legendary stuff. And you're liking a tweet where, uh, you know, an Oklahoma fan basically said, you know, his heart's in Oklahoma and that's where he wants to be. And a little bit of a hang up with his family. But I think David Stone wants to come to OU and David Stone likes the tweet. That tells me I I think you should be fairly optimistic on that front. Now, look, uh, obviously Michigan State's a legitimate factor there, and there'll be you know others that toss their name into the hat as well. It's a five-star defensive tackle, so it's not going to be an easy recruiting war to win. But just reading the tea leaves, I do think his heart is is in Norman. Now, whether or not that uh, ultimately seals the deal, we'll see. Well, when I've been hearing a lot of his family – is trying to get him to go out of state, but he's he's really locked into. Did he not try to commit three times? So you are ready. There's been some rumblings, yeah, that that uh, he he wanted to commit, and uh, I, I don't know, the family didn't want him to, or whatever. Then I think that also that sounds good. If the kids wanting to do it. He can make his own decision when Sonny Day comes. I will tell you. Flipping on the tape and watching Winery from Lee's Summit up in KC, oh my goodness. He, uh, you know, John and I on Locked On Sooners, we we do a, a podcast in addition to just like the weekly shows here. And one of the things that he mentioned was, you know, pad level could improve a little bit, but, and that's probably the case for a bunch of high school guys, but holy smokes, the swim move that he has already, the pass rushing skills, for him is I, I I mean he's regarded as a top five talent uh, just across the board overall I believe by twenty four seven sports and I think by on three as well and it's it's still early yet we'll have some some reshaping and reshuffling of that twenty four recruiting rankings across twenty four seven sports and on three and rivals they'll re rank and move guys up move guys down but. He looks to me like a bona fide five star. The pass rushing skills, it's just different, right? So if they if they can even just get those two, Bill, I think they're gonna be they are gonna be so happy. Can you imagine having DJ Arbari on one side and Maneri on the other? Oh, it'd be it'd be great. Um, and the beautiful thing about Winery is, you know, he. Physically right now, shapes up to be your prototypical edge-type rusher, defensive end, however you want to phrase it. But uh, 
I mean, his pursuit skills so good that standing him up on the edge, I can see him playing there. But there's some people that feel like he could add weight too and move inside if you really wanted him to. And he he does some of that already right now at high school. So, yeah, no, it's it's it makes you salivate as an Oklahoma fan thinking about the possibility of, like you said, an Adabare on one side, Winery on the other, and maybe a David Stone inside. Yeah, all the doomsayer on Venable's defense will come to rapid close. <laughs> Indeed, yeah. If they have those guys strolling around campus and on the edge of Oklahoma's defense and on the interior, things will things will change dramatically. Bill, I appreciate the phone call, buddy. <laughs> All right. A, 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 Yikes. <laughs> something went down the wrong, oh, wrong pipe there. There's a cackle and – I don't know if he was swigging his drink. I don't know what just happened. All right, we're due a final timeout. Randy from Missouri, hang tight. I see you. Uh, I've got to stay on the clock one final time, and when we return, you're up first. You're batting leadoff. We're closing up the Plank Show next right here. Home of Sooner fans, back with you after this. One final time, closing up shop. Fast-moving final hour. You guys have uh, made this final hour easy on us. Some phone calls, appreciate that. Moppin' Roofing brings us our number three. They've got you covered, Oklahoma, locally owned and operated, fully insured, licensed, and bonded. Moppin' Roofing serving all of Oklahoma. They've been in business for over 35 years, 405-703-3843. Do we still have our man from Mizzou yep. on the phone lines? Yep. Randy from Missouri. What's up, man? Uh, thanks for holding. Welcome to the show. Hey, appreciate it, guys. I'll be quick because I know you're on top of an hour here. But I wanted to clarify the Flow Sports thing. A month ago, I tried to get it, and they would only sell an annual subscription. I said, no, I don't want your refund. I'm just not going to do it. Yeah. I heard yesterday that someone got a monthly fee, so I got on, and I bought it for twenty nine ninety five for a month. And I know that scares a lot of people off. They think that's a high streaming price. But to put it in perspective, I paid over $1,500 for OU football tickets last fall to watch a very below-average product. I'm going to get to watch 10 off-the-market games of the most dominant team in college sports. Yeah, it's like $3 a game. It's a bargain. And then, and then, you, can, the, then you can cancel after, after the season. I mean, obviously everybody would like it if it was $10 a month instead of 30 But, sure. I mean, if you're, if you're diehard and – you can't live without the stream portion of it, then, I mean, you get a good amount of, of games on this deal in that first month. Oh, yeah, I'm happy to get it. And I I canceled about 10 minutes after I subscribed, so I'm good to go there. But, hey, I just wondering if you guys got time, if you'd take a stab just for fun at the starting batting lineup for tomorrow because I think Patty's got one of the hardest freaking jobs in college. Oh, my gosh. Trying to figure out a batting order. It's crazy. Thank yeah. Okay, yep. See you, buddy. Uh, appreciate the phone call, Randy. Yeah, it's, it's a batting order is going to be, <laughs> yeah, it's going to be going to be tough to put that together. I would say, yeah. I, I mean, I really haven't gone down the list yet, but I'm curious where you put. Uh, do you lead off with Jada Coleman? Yeah, Jada Coleman up top, and then probably Tra third in the order. Somebody in front, or do you just say? Because Jocelyn, what, batted second a lot for Oklahoma. Yeah, yep. Do you put T.R.A. there to say, okay, let's just make sure she gets that extra at bat every single game, or do you want to try and have somebody in front, whether it's uh, you know Sanders or whoever, to say, hey, let's, let's get one more bat in front of T.R.A. That way maybe she can clear the bases early in a game. 
I don't know. There's that's, that's there's some, some th- options. Yeah, that's some thinking. And then you got to figure out where you put Haley Lee, the Texas A&M transfer, if you have her at uh, three or four. I know Boone will probably be bat nine, just have an extra leadoff. Yeah, yeah. You basically have back to back leadoffs yeah. when you go nine one, yeah. and uh, at the the end of the order there. And Riley Boone was awesome, awesome in the women's college world series. We'll do that in full. Give me, give me this evening to chart out my one through nine, and I'll have a better idea on opening day, sort of maybe how I think it's going to look and. Plank's probably got a much better idea than I've got an idea. And does, when Jordy's not pitching, does she find the starting lineup for hitting? Yeah, yeah, I think, think she does. Yeah, yeah. I think she's going to have a chance to. Because I, I mean, I saw her swinging it in some of the scrimmages. I'm like, man, Jordy Balkin. Yeah, she can swing it as well. Well, at any rate, that's going to do it for us. Play that music and let's get out of here. Appreciate uh, everybody for chiming in with us today. The phone calls this last hour. Thank you guys for that. For Connor Passby, for my man Plank, Chris, uh, hope you make it out there safely to L.A. We can't wait. Softball season starts tomorrow, Sooner Basketball tonight. Who knows? Go shock things up uh, in Waco and back-to-back days would be pretty sweet. That's it for us on the Plank Show. I'm Josh Elmer saying so long. Steel Man and Thune at noon next right here on the Home of Sooner Fans.